Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Uh, joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And today, what book are we talking about? Go. No book. Oh no, we're not actually, a we're talking about a movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what we're going to be doing is uh, talking about a movie which came out actually a while ago. Uh, but oh, so, yes, but ah, yeah, of course. It's some different schedules. Uh, but somebody said, hey, oh, this is when Tenet came out, the movie Tenet came out. And they said, are you going to do a review of Tenet? This is an SFBRP listener. And I was like, mm, maybe, but it hadn't really hit me as a movie that would be like a science fiction movie. You know, I, I didn't know it was a science fiction movie because if I know there's going to be a movie that I'm going to watch anyway, I don't watch the trailer and I generally try and avoid discussions about it or reviews of it or anything like that. How do you know you would want want to watch it? Because it's a Christopher Nolan movie and uh -huh. it's probably going to be a science fiction movie. <laughs> okay. But with this kind of thing, like with, with, uh, with Christopher Nolan, I don't know if it's going to be a science fiction movie that is a, uh, you know, time travel movie or a, uh, you know, uh, and in fact, to be honest this way, If it's a Christopher Nolan movie, it's probably going to have some time trickery in it. Right. If you know what I mean. Because like, Inception. No. Inception has, it, it doesn't have time travel no, it in doesn't. it, but it's got time trickery in it. Yeah. All of, uh, a lot of his movies, you know, just going all the way back to, um, you know, Memento, it's like the st there's no time travel in it, but because there's that memory thing and he only yeah. even remembers and then the structure of it. Like, I don't think he's ever done a movie where it's just played out in real time. No flashbacks. Straightforward. Straight in fact, yeah, to be honest, probably some of the Batman movies, not the first Batman movie, because he switches time frames quite a lot in that because yeah. he arrives in the city, then we go back in time and then, you know, fast forward. But maybe one of the Batman movies, no timey-wimey stuff. The Prestige, there's Uh, there's that kind of you know some mm -hmm. weird time yeah, frames going on yeah. because it's told from the point Trickery. of view at the end and you're yeah. people reading other people's diaries backwards and forwards uh -huh. so yeah it does he does do a lot of this um, time based oh yeah uh, I'm gonna say Inception slowing down time slowing down time when you go into people's dreams yes. um, what's the other one he did uh, oh Interstellar lots of time stuff there time travels time goes time faster stuff. yeah time goes faster when you're down mm. on the planet and yeah. there's a portal that takes them mm -hmm. through um, you know, yeah, a wormhole that takes them through to oh, And all of that kind of stuff is time, time-based. And even, apparently, I've not seen it, but apparently there's a, a time weirdness thing in the Dunkirk movie as well. That it's oh, three that... stories told, mm -hmm. but one story lasts a week, one story lasts a day, and one story lasts an hour. And apparently, again, I only got this from people having reviewed the movie going, did you get that? They're like, oh yeah, I didn't understand. So it seems a bit weird that a plane is flying around. So some stuff is taking a week and the plane's flying around and that that story of the plane flying around is only taking an hour. Okay. Um, so again, even in so his never, movies... So never, never straightforward storytelling. Never, except for, like I say, maybe one of the Batman movies. Yeah. And we watched the three Nolan Batman movies earlier yeah. this year. So we've had a bit of a lead-in, yes. a Nolan lead-in, haven't we? Yeah, but there's like, even though it is, um, it's maybe then more straightforward, it's still a, a comic book kind yeah. of like it's not but here's a th yeah yeah sorry yeah, yeah i know you mean but it's yeah. like they're not always exactly straightforward yeah um Uh, and I so think that's probably one of the weaknesses of that third Batman movie is that there is no there is no playfulness in time yeah. or movie making. It's kind of like straight down the middle. Here's the bad guy turns up. The you know Batman has to come out of retirement. Then he disappears. <laughs> yeah. He sits in a hole for half the movie yeah. and then comes out. And you're like, eh. um, so yeah. So Tenet. 
A new when, tenant was so com- when did it come out, really? Like, tenet. when did it like go the summer. S- into the cinemas? Yeah, but we weren't going to go to cinemas. Cinemas wasn't really a it thing wasn't this what year, we're gonna was do. it? So we had to wait until it came out on streaming, on demand, and it came out on the Apple TV, and then we realised on the Apple TV it was only in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, only in German, because it's in German. So we, we, we uh, spent €16.99 Euros 99, uh, on Amazon uh, to get the... Which is to, fine. If, fine. If, yeah. if there's a year you don't go to the cinema, yeah. you would normally spend probably like €30 Euros yeah. on a cinema trip in normal yeah. times. Normally we go to the cinema like four or five times four. a year, maybe yeah. three or four times, depending on what movie's De- coming yeah, out. Of, but obviously. here's the thing. A Christopher Nolan movie comes out, big budget kind of thing. Like that's the kind of movie that I want to go and watch in. Well, maybe not this one, but you know, Interstellar. I'm like, all right, give me the yeah, biggest kind of IMAX need screen. This experience of immersion. Yeah. We used to live 500 meters away from an IMAX theater, right in the set- yep. city center of Berlin. Let's go and see it. So yeah, Christopher Nolan movie comes out. I know I'm going to see a Christopher Nolan movie anyway. Mm. Why would I watch any trailers or read any reviews or listen to any podcast discussions about it or anything like that at all, knowing that all of the everything that happens, all of the visuals, that's the reason why you watch his movies is the visuals. Why would I want to have all those visuals spoiled for me? I want to watch it because the action. Why would I want all the action spoiled for me? Like, so I went in only knowing one shot and that was a ship going through the water and the uh, backwards. Well, not backwards, but you know, like the the ship felt like it was moving backwards. You know, I didn't even know that. I had literally no knowledge when you looked at before. the when you looked at the amazon uh, thing and it came up and it starts auto playing a trailer the first three seconds are the prow of a ship going backwards I, through I time i don't even i don't even see that if you if i don't want to if i don't want to actively okay. know it i i don't see it either way what i want to say is i want to do a quick non-spoiler thing because we're just saying we're not even talking about what you've seen the trailer or what you even know about the movie because i'm just saying like i like the same with the movie parasite like i know i'm going to watch the movie parasite at no some idea point what it's about. i don't even know what genre movie oh. parasite is like it's i didn't even par- know what tenet is i thought maybe yeah. it was like a, a I don't know, like a no. a spy I didn't, thing. I didn't know it was going to be, um, uh, yeah, like James Bond style action, like go around the world, lots of exotic locations with cool looking suits and all that kind of stuff. I, I think didn't... I was more reminded of a Mission Impossible kind yeah. of mm, level. Yeah, but this was kind of like a solo, more of a solo, yeah, a bit of a, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be Mission Impossible and Bond style action. Yeah. Anyway, so going into it, not even knowing that, I'm not going to do any more spoilers than that, except that there's playful t- playing with time it's a nolan movie and it's like a james bond espionage action save save the world kind of movie mm-hmm. that's what we're up against well that's what's happening in this movie um on those terms i think it is a totally fine movie uh, enjoyable movie so i'm gonna say uh, we don't give star ratings when we do movies, but I'm <laughs> going to give it a... What do you say? I'm going to give it a recommendation. Luke recommends you watch Tenet. Yes. However, there's many qualifications on that recommendation, which I could go into, but then we're almost immediately into spoiler territories. And I don't yeah. think this is a movie that I can talk about with people who haven't watched the movie. No, you can't really. Or, I mean, there are some things. For example, the movie opens... And literally the opening shot is of um, the inside of a... Again, this is no spoilers. The inside of an opera house. Yes. And then it cuts to the exterior of the opera house. And I immediately paused the movie and I said like, to Julian, oh, I was no. like, 
Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It's meant to be in Ukraine. It's meant to be the Ukrainian National Opera. And I said, that is in Tallinn, Estonia, because yes. it's a it's some, uh, you know, old... Some building by yeah. the by the port? Yeah, it's, well, it's, this, it's this kind of big, like, grandstand kind of... You know, like, we talk about in, in Berlin, there's some marching areas and stuff like that. <laughs> you need some kind of Soviet-era uh, marching grounds. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> it feels like that. Kind of, I don't, don't know exactly what it is, but it's near the port. Yeah. And it's this great kind of thing. So I was like, oh, Tallinn, Estonia. That's a, and I was like, there's a weird choice to, that doesn't look like the entrance to an opera, but it works in the movie. You know, it's like Eastern European enough for it to pass. Yeah. And then later on <laughs> in the movie when they're like, oh, something's going through Northern Europe. And I was like, I bet it's going to Tallinn. And then they like cut to Tallinn. And I was like, there it is. You know, and this time they actually, actually say that yeah, we're in, in Tallinn. Tallinn. But only somebody who has been to Tallinn many times working on cruise ships. And I know that port area really well. And like, yeah. I've, I've stayed at the hotel right there waiting to get yes, on a cruise ship. Yes, they are filming actually yeah. in the hotel where they, they just I looked put it up, a different it's, label. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's that that whole port area. At the start, it mm-hmm. passes for um, U- the Ukraine. And then they go like 20 meters away to a train yard. And that's apparently also in the Ukraine. You know, all that yeah. kind of part of Tallinn. And then when they go to Tallinn, it wasn't a surprise that they were, we were going to have a scene. Like it, they were going to do a location shoot in Tallinn yeah. uh, later on. Um the, yeah, what am I trying to say? Can I uh, can I say something yeah, yeah, about the, the the first the first scene, yeah. which isn't the spoiler? No, no, no. Uh, I, again, get, yeah, we're in that kind of summing up kind of point. But yeah, let's get into some details of the first scene then. Yeah, when we sat down, uh, you know, making it movie like, turning the lights off, just having the TV as a thing, and then yeah. Luke sat and was sitting next to me and said, "Oh, let me turn this up real loud." Yes. And it was like on like seventy points yeah. loudness or something. Yeah. And then this movie starts. And I almost fall off the couch. Yeah, because there's very loud gunshots very abruptly. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And oh we're like, ah. So then I paused. I stopped the movie, went all the way back to the beginning. I was like, right, I'm going to set the volume correct. And now we're going to open the yeah. movie again without the first thing in our so heads being... for other yeah. um, um, audible, audio-sensitive people like I am, just yeah. a warning. Just don't do it like yeah. too, too And that's actually up. what I want to say. Some of the recommendations that I would give is that there is some, quite a bit of violence in this movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of in some ways quite shocking personal violence yeah. in you know but then later on in the movie there's some violence and it's it reminded there's some violence at the end which has got nothing to do with it. it's a completely different kind of scene but at the end of the third batman movie there's like all the police come out and the police are the big heroes in that and then there's all the anarchists and they're the bad mm. guys and they all come out and they all like all the police come out from underground and they have a fight and i was like oh i thought this would be a gunfight and they all just start punching each other mm-hmm. and it's a completely bloodless battle like mm. you don't see any blood at all yeah, in this yeah. and there's some like there's a scene at the end where there's a lot of action going on but there's like there's so little blood and so little it feels like there's so little consequence you never really see anyone die you never mm-hmm. see any enemies die mm-hmm. you never really like it's difficult to like i don't know it's like difficult to um uh like appreciate that there's any danger there when an entire battle goes off and you see like one person get crushed Flopped to the floor. No, not even that. Not like you that. hardly even saw that. Oh, there yeah. was no blood. No, no. It was like it's like really. In some ways, some of it is kind of antiseptic, uh, like not antiseptic. What I'm trying to say, like really, like sterile. Temp- sterile in terms of like violence or blood or anything. And then there's other parts where there's like really like you know someone cowering on the floor and then getting kicked in the face. It's like some of it's a bit. Some of it feels overly violent in um, the Batman movie. 
Well, no, that's no. I'm talking about no, now. There's Tenet. Okay. Yeah, well, this that, is yeah. You didn't make it uh, clear. I'm just saying. There's this movie. scene at the end of the Batman movie where everyone comes out and they start punching each other and there's bloodless violence. And then yes. at the end of this movie, that yes. it made me feel the same thing that there was okay. a big action sequence yeah. going on, yeah. lots of people running around, lots of battle, but the, yeah. like not. It didn't feel like there was much consequence to the act, personal consequence to the action. Yeah. Which is weird because previously there's like this whole like domestic violence subplot that goes on through it, which is brutal. It's it's. it's, uh, it's cr- yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, that's one thing. Another another non-spoiler thing that I would say is that it yeah, don't turn it up too loud, but you have to pay attention to like every single thing that somebody says because in this movie they don't repeat anything. Like mm-hmm. if you if you slip up on something and just miss mm-hmm. like, "Oh, when did that happen?" or "What are they what time are they referring to?" You get to confused there? so fast. It's not that you get confused. There's no other way to know what's mm. no what's going on. So there was actually a, a, two or three points when we just paused it and I was like, "Wait a second, I thought they'd already been there." And like, "Oh no, that happened in flashback earlier on." So you have to remember that something that happened earlier on in the movie happened in flashback and now we're at the you know now we're uh, doing things with the, at, the, at that moment of the flashback hmm. rather than in the previous time I thought I thought they were in Italy and you're like oh no Vietnam I was like oh now oh right yes now we're in Vietnam you know and a lot of the locations if you miss where they're going you just don't know if you miss who they're meeting you just you just don't they never never fill you in on it so uh, yeah we, I, we we paused uh, at a few spots yeah to uh, just to make sure like, we both were both uh, clear yes. what was was happening yes yeah absolutely how, I, I have, oh yeah oh, sorry come no, 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 no however However, oh, what I'm saying is that there's some times when that happens. However, there are a few times when they really push home like, ah, remember this thing mm-hmm. that we said earlier? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, if you're just going to go barreling forward through this movie without explaining anything more than once, mm-hmm. and then you suddenly get down and you sit down like, and everyone sits down and you're like, why is everyone sitting down there? Now here's the briefing. You're like, this is not the briefing for the professionals on the job. This is the briefing for us for at home audience. to make sure we do because yeah. everyone knows it's sort of like, as you know, Bob, the people wearing the mm-hmm. red things are on this team and the people wearing the blue things are on this team and you're like yeah everybody who has red things on their arms will know what team they're on because <laughs> you just give them the red you're like oh we're red and they give the blue and like oh we're blue and then yeah. they, everybody knows what's going on yeah. and but we don't we didn't we didn't have that like it it it's it's weird that like if they'd have just done that more straightforward without having to sit down briefing yeah, there's literally that, there's literally that moment in in uh in Star Wars you know when they get down they're like all right what we've got to do raid on the death star here's the 3D diagram we're going to go down this channel we've got to <laughs> hit the the thing that's the size of a womper rat or whatever you know <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, down beggar's yeah, canyon yeah. like and they kind of just explain it step by step like all right is everyone sitting down all right okay now the action set piece at the end of the movie go and and there's that moment here and i was like wow that's really weird for a movie that has not held our hands through the entire rest no, of the movie no no uh, really not and then that's on the then that moment they're like all right now we're gonna hold your hand for a bit and then unfortunately that didn't really pay off for me that all that stuff at the end no, it didn't not pay really, off so not much really. so i think it's a very interesting movie going ex- some really interesting quirky action some yeah. fun timey-wimey stuff which you're going to expect from nolan yes um some cool like mission impossible kind of a uh, james bondy international Action-y. espionage yeah. heist uh, action fighty set pieces and uh, yeah and just and it, it looks great and it sounds great the sound is great the music is great we'll get onto more yes. of that in a bit I I'm have sure. two, two points okay two points before two points we get into spoilers if you are a person who actually have has experienced uh, going to a concert uh, with an orchestra in front of you um, you will know how an orchestra tunes and uh, plays a bit before the thing starts now in this movie 
I was super confused at the beginning because I've no idea. I just didn't understand you just what they were, they were playing were a piece doing. of music. You and then you didn't realize they were meant to be tuning. You no, just thought, yeah, no. I, it was quite obvious that they were hadn't that they hadn't start the piece yet. Um, but then this, what they did as the uh, as the tuning in, it was yeah. like literally everybody had the note and then they were just like tiny, like wobbling around yeah, it. Yeah. But this is not how it works. And uh, like once every section of of like it. it goes goes through the sections yes but there and then, isn't that is and then a they have the tone sounds, and then there's a when, sound when everybody the has movie. when everybody is in in the same tuning they then fiddle and start play little bits from the the from the piece that they're going to play and here it was like the concert yeah oh that was super annoying it, it's it's uh, literally just setting the scene for the beginning I of the movie. Don't. I can't believe you're picking up on like um, yes, errors it, in this isn't like if you are a serious movie maker. You can't start it was a, a movie no, it with was a creative this choice for that sound to be the start of the movie, to be the first sounds that you hear in the movie. But then this needs to be the piece that no, they it, are it playing. No, it doesn't need to be the piece that they're playing. They wanted the sound of a full orchestra droning, and it's it was I thought it was a perfectly good, incorrect, not factual, not real the way that it's done. But we are existing in a world where there's international spies and people fucking with time. It, that's what we're doing. I like, get it, air, but. It, Again, it didn't, okay, didn't work for we me. We have to go okay. into spoilers now because you've set this up in a way which you have to. This is my point: is that if you approach the movie with what the director is wanting to achieve, I think this is a really great success of a movie. Because wait, I didn't imply anything about what the what the you per, said no, that I the said, director should have a, a factually correct way of an orchestra tuning up before a concert as a way to open a movie about with action sequences and time travel. No. Okay, so what is it then? When there is a scene like that, yeah, and it's obviously a, a concert scene, yeah, and you can't even if it's all. I mean, it's still it's still humans, and they are eating, and they are yeah. doing whatever. So there are, there are certain things that that seem like normal. Yeah. And you can't then take a um, an a, an orchestra and just make it so it is fine for what people think, what they probably th- what they hear, what they think they hear of an orchestra, yeah. what they're doing is what 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 played out it, but it is something totally different to what no. happens or to what a person thinks oh an orchestra is doing this let's just do this no i think I, that that sound was intentionally added after the fact in the sound design room or in the scoring thing and they said to all of the people who were doing the, the score like they get lots of people in a whole orchestra room to do the score of the movie they say we need a sound to open the movie and they started doing like everyone tune up and they're like no we don't want a tuning up sound to start the movie and they probably tuned it until they had something way less discordant and way uh, as a, a far fuller sound that they needed where not everyone's playing the same note they're all like playing slightly in harmony or whatever like that what you the, or everything that you're saying is wrong about the start of the movie i think is a completely uh fine perfectly good artistic choice by the director by the composer by the sound designer and we need to move on with this because we we fundamentally disagree with this point and it's going to yes, be fine absolutely We're gonna, and it's i'm never gonna gonna, gonna say yes what you, you think what you're saying there they did that on purpose they I, did no. do it on purpose there is no way an orchestra is told 
everyone tune up your instruments as though you would at the start of an orchestra. They do it, and then the director and sound designer and uh, you know composer says, "We're going to keep that sound." That's not what happened. They did the, the composer of the score who would have like had that sound effect recorded for to play into the music intentionally made it not sound like an orchestra tuning up on purpose because that isn't what they wanted that that's not what they wanted to start the or- the movie with like yes i understand if but if they don't want that yes. this way they just let the uh, the audience uh, the, the the orchestra look like absolute amateurs and no like a, they didn't like, no yes they you're did. the only person who cares about this no, i'm pretty I sure i also know that's not what it sounds like when an orchestra tunes up but it the real way the real sound that an orchestra sounds like when they're tuning up is not how you want to open the movie like that it sure, isn't. but then just let them play a piece of no, music that sounds like that. because that's not that. the point. It's exactly the same scene as like in, in Mission Impossible. You know, in what's that one where they're in the opera house? It's sort of like as they call out that Nissan Dorna, that big like Nissan Dorna, like, and they hold it that moment and then the gunfire goes off. That's the moment that you're wanting there. The, the, he's referencing like a thousand other movies where somebody is in an orchestra. And it, yes, like, even... but he couldn't just take a piece of music no, that sounds he, like no, that. No, because it's not about there being a piece of music playing. It's about the concert hasn't started he wanted the moment when the conductor taps on the the thing at the start yes. tap 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 everyone goes quiet gunshots and that's why it's so surprising that's, and they that's could the have, reason they could have taken this amazing cacophony or lots of things yes, and then they quiet could have and done then all kinds of stuff and then pfft, it could have whatever. done all kinds of stuff but the whatever. sound that was recorded i can't believe we've spent 10 minutes talking about literally the opening 12 seconds of this yes, movie and that's because i think it's important I think it's I important. Think it important. I think they made the correct anyway, choice. Anyway, I said I had two points. Oh, yeah. Well, your second point. Go I forgot it. it. Um, I think uh, the second point was something that this movie made me think. About? Stuff. About okay. the, the stuff of the movie. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I literally had dreams uh, the, the night after about this whole like things that happen now with the top 40 jugglers that you do yeah. where things go yeah well let's not get into weird and, not talking you know, too much details because no, we're still I in the non we're still in the non-spoiler section so nobody can see what I did my hands yeah, there yeah, so, okay uh, I guess I could see it so I knew what you were referencing yes but I didn't uh, actually reference it okay I think, just on the previous point, I thought this movie was the opposite. I thought it was confusing as it went on. And as soon as it happened, it kind of dropped out my brain. I think there's almost nothing to think about about this movie at all. And But it worked on its own terms. I think this is a movie which fridge logic, you know, when you finish the movie and then you go and like you open the fridge and like, hey, why didn't they do... If that was the case, why didn't they just say, you know, all that kind of stuff. This movie, if I cared to think about it at all after it finished, I would probably be able to find all the plot holes, think about all the reasons why, oh, that person knew that at that time. Why didn't he say that? And there's a little bit of that kind of mentioned in this movie. So mm. I'm like, oh, no, it's best to go in ignorance. You're like, oh, that's very handy for the audience to think <laughs> yeah. that. And all the grandfather paradoxes and all this other kind of stuff that goes in there. I could be like, oh, yeah, but what about that at that moment? But this movie made me think, almost nothing after it was finished except okay. for that was some really cool action and i like i say i think as the movie comes in working on its own terms mm-hmm. i think that's fine because the movie wants fun timey wimey action yeah and it works i it, think for the, me it worked i think the uh, the the big strong handle on this is the visuals for me yeah. it was definitely what they did with just movie making yeah 
Um, and some scenes were like um, uh, at the beginning we went through that and I looked at it and thought like it's like this um, uncanny canny valley where I thought yeah. like there's it just it looks a, a bit, bit wrong. wrong but that's exactly what he did with Inception that's exactly yeah. what he did with Interstellar and yeah. all these movies it's sort yeah. of like alright if we had put in this science fictional conceit yeah. we can have action sequences in a way that nobody's ever done action yeah. sequences yeah. before and it almost felt like the, the, the with this one the fight in the corridor is like directly referencing the fight in the corridor in Inception yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's other moments he where you're like, oh, they're just doing this. And the things with the trucks, with the previous movies, like yeah. he likes, you know, Nolan likes big action set pieces where, you know, vehicles go along and for some reason they just keep driving really long time in a straight <laughs> line and never notice anything weird is going on. And mm-hmm. like you would notice. Anyway, that yeah. kind of stuff is, you know, he's done that in a lot of movies. But yeah, I think, like I say, as an opportunity to use science fictional conceits to do, uh, to have a- action sequences that you've never seen before, mm. I think this movie, 75% works yeah uh, so uh, on that one alright I'm going to blow the spoiler horn are okay, you ready okay okay do it do it Okay, and I just want to say everyone listening I recommend this movie as a watching experience don't think about it too hard go along for the ride go along for the visuals go spend, along for the spend some spend Christmas some, Christmas money and yeah, time on watching a movie on watching it cinema turn, experience turn it loud, although not if Juliana's not the beginning not yeah uh, <laughs> we've already given away that someone gets shot in the first 12 seconds of the movie okay um, yeah let's wrap it up there uh, no not wrap it up there let's set off the spoiler horn <laughs> In the case of this movie. Oh no, I can't do it back. I'm trying to do it now, a spoiler horn backwards. Um, How unpleasant. I know. So, spoilers, time travel. Now, here's the thing, and this is what I want to get to in this case. Uh, let, let me frame this second half of the discussion of mm. a movie which I wasn't, I, I wouldn't think it's worth talking about on the SFBRP, but hey, it was requested by somebody mentioned it. Hey, will you do it? And it's, yeah. and it's Christmas. This can be a, we've d- previously done movie marathons. We did all those other ones. So we're, let's just talk about some uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Um, yeah. Six months what? after it came out in the cinema. <laughs> oh, whatever. So here's the thing. In a movie like this, no, let me go back. Um, Memento is a movie which presents a kind of time travel, even though it's not time travel. Yeah, it's a mind movie, travel. Mind travel. Mm. Okay, so you forget stuff. So half of the, like most of the movie is told in reverse. You see a scene and then the next scene that you see is the scene that led up to that scene. Mm. And then the next scene that you see is led up. Although there's some clips in between where he's talking on the phone. He's like, hey, he and it kind of reveals what his problem is, what mm. the setup is. And at the beginning of the movie, no, sorry. At the end of the movie, you see the scene that led up to the end of mm-hmm. the the end of the story, but which is actually the beginning of. Anyway, it's this thing. But when you're watching it, you're, there's no way to know or predict what's going to happen because you're being presented with something in a way that you you've not seen before. Yes. And there's lots of interesting movies which do this, and they set up a situation, and you're just like at every point, you're like, oh, what's the big twist? What's the big whatever? As they go through. Yeah. Unfortunately, with this movie, the time, the idea that they set up, first of all, was, um, first of all, was some of these things, these inanimate objects are, are going like the entropy is backwards. They're going backwards through time. 
Yes. And there was this really cool, like, superhero power where you will something and mm. you can affect something, like bullets come back towards you and that thing, you can control things. You can put your hand out and you can will it to jump back into your hand. And they play the thing. There's this whole scene with the scientist at yes. the start. Yes. I, that scientist never shows up again. No, she and, just disappears. And also, most of the things that they show in that start... Yeah. We are not, none of that comes into, there's very few times when our main guy, our protagonist guy, puts his hand out and a gun jumps into his hand. Yes. And I was just expecting... I would have want, wanted that way more. All of the time. So at the start of the movie, you get this like first 20, 30 minutes of the movie, 35 minutes of the movie, tracking this down. And you're like, I keep waiting for the cool moment to happen. And there's some cool action. You know, they, they go to India and fly up and down the building with the bungee jumping. Great. No problem at all. Yeah. Like all of that stuff. No problem at all. And then as soon as somebody comes out, as soon as that person jumps out of the machine and runs, I was like, people can go backwards in time. And straight away, I'm like, that was him. That's one of those guys. He's fighting himself. Mm -hmm. And um, and also, he's been the person who sent him on this job in the first place. You know? Yes. And I know that. Because that was quite clear for me, quite yes. from the beginning as well. And then, from that point on... I was just waiting for them to get to the point where he goes back in time and fights himself. And mm. it does come and mm. it's satisfying. It mm -hmm. is it is an interesting, like it's well done, well executed. Yeah. But as soon as somebody jumps out and he fights himself in the corridor, because you know it's him or you mm. know it's at least one of those two. Yeah, because I he, thought, it's, yeah, yeah, because I thought it was two people. Yeah. Um, but it turns out it was only one. No, no, but... it was clear that it was clear that one person ran in backwards in the other one. Oh no, maybe it wasn't clear. But I kind of worked out, like, like it, it seemed to be uh, clear to me that they went in either side like they individually went in two different doors to see something yes so as soon as that happened i was like oh all oh right okay you know and it wasn't it wasn't completely obvious how it happened all the rules that had happened or something like that but it was obviously for me to me from a, a storytelling point of view and a mm -hmm. movie making point mm -hmm. of view that if you get someone to have a long fight and that was a very long fight very long fight in and a i corridor. was like at the yes. end of this, this is going to be more, this long fight is going to be more important mm. than just a random, like, mid-boss fight. Like, it's not the it's not the boss-boss fight, because yes. then you'd need to know, you'd need to introduce this person. Like, oh, this is the main bad guy that they're going to fight, or this is the main person that they're going up against, or main, this is the main, you know, antagonist, as they say in this movie. Yeah. But in this case, the person comes out, and there's this quite long fight. And it's cool, because it's sort of like, hey, look, one person is fighting forward through time, and the other person's fighting backwards through time. It just looks cool. It looked cool. looked interesting. I was really into it. But all the time, I was like, all right. And I was expecting him to pull the mask off at the end and reveal, oh, I'm fighting against myself. And then be like, oh, how did this happen? You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But it wasn't that, you know, because the time travel rules were different than that. Yeah. But yeah, and then at that point, I was just waiting for them to get back to Oslo. Again. I know it's weird to say, but I was just like waiting to. But there was lots of cool stuff, which I didn't expect like the whole driving sequence when suddenly a car turned up driving backwards I was like where did this car come from and yeah. that was done really well where mm -hmm. you see a scene in, in one direction mm -hmm. and then five minutes later you see the same scene from the other point of view with time traveling the other direction yeah if this movie had just been that all the way through yeah I would have loved it and that was kind of the movie that I wanted like it, like in a way show me I was expecting more superhero powers with somebody being able to control stuff like he says oh it's just my you know I willed it at the right time I I d predicted that I was going to do it in the future and then it happened yeah, yeah. all of that was almost completely 
messed up except except when he was driving the car you're like oh does he is he driving the car this well because he's really good at driving the car yeah forward in is he is he in reverse like all of that like there's a lot of stuff that you shouldn't think about too hard yeah Um, i thought yeah this movie when we there was this one scene where we stopped and there was still an hour to go yeah i think it could have gone around all these issues yeah with just way tighter stuff there was stuff that we didn't need. We didn't need then him to be in the car and then it didn't work and then another another thing happening and then that leads to another thing. Yeah. We wouldn't really have needed that. What I like about this is the ambition of like, we've just seen an entire action movie and <clears> up <throat> until the hour and a half point. And then we're like, we've got an hour to go. Now we're going to say that see that same action movie in reverse. And I thought we were going to go all the way back to the very beginning of yeah, the movie. And the too. climax yeah. of the movie was going to be in the Ukrainian opera house yes. with that same thing. I expected that too. And they were going to do something. And we never got there. And no. what we did get, I thought, was more confused, mm. more disappointing mm-hmm. and less satisfying. Because instead, we went to somewhere in Russia, this empty, fake city in Russia where there was some mining or something. And, uh, and we also testing. didn't really see, like, when these two teams came in. Yeah. We never saw the the enemy. Yeah, the entire we, they time. Never, like, they sometimes peaked up, but it wasn't like... They got in. We saw who they fight against. No, where they needed it was to mess. go. It was a mess, and it was. It was. It was almost. It wasn't incoherent, but it was almost incoherent. It allowed for four, three or four interesting moments. One was yeah. when a building was blown down and then blown back up again yeah. straight away. I'm like, that's great. That's what whatever just happened then? Cool I'm into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me an entire movie of that. But that whole thing where they suddenly like, ah, right, up until now, it's been maximum of four people or eight people up against another four to eight people. Yeah. Like the car driving stuff, great. It's like... Five, yeah, when five they're vehicles in the restaurant. In the restaurant, yeah. 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 Um, even at the start, when there was sort of like, when it was a bit confusing, you were like, oh, right, there's three people on this team going yes. in. Yes. And then this, oh, and we're over here doing this now. And it's and it was all, like, it was all human scale. It was all of the scale of James Bond or mm. Mission Impossible, where you've either got one guy going in alone or you've got a team of four people going yes. in alone. Yes. And suddenly Christopher Nolan wants to do the thing that he does at the end of quite a few movies where like, and now a pitched battle against dozens or hundreds of people and it's too incoherent. It's yeah. not good enough. They're like, let's, you, blue team, put on your, um the, these the blue, stripes. Uh, yeah, blue stripes and the red team put on the red stripes. That wasn't enough for us to see clearly because a lot of then Mm-mm. the backwards and time stuff was quite subtle. People, you saw them like running backwards, maybe, and but other people were moving and it was like, you know, switching between the different time frames was great like mm. i it, like i was into it like it was it would have been okay yeah but as a climax of this movie where the more important stuff was happening elsewhere yeah you couldn't really concentrate on this team which you didn't really know you'd seen like three of those guys yeah and, girls and then you suddenly before. were meant to also yeah root for yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't easy to to uh it yeah. wasn't it didn't come easy and so and um i wanted to say something yeah, about up? Um, at the beginning of this movie, I did not understand um, the the purpose yeah. of this thing in the opera house in the Ukraine. To me, that had no purpose whatsoever with the rest of the movie. Yeah. I know they said at the beginning, oh, this was some sort of test. Uh, by whom? Him. Who tested him? Him? Maybe himself? Uh, no, it wasn't that. Anyway, my point, so, but, d- you know, my point is that he passed a test to sign up for something. But then they had to go and put him in a box for a while just to leave. You know, it... it, it 
it's a it's a strange yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a failure that I thought we were going to go back there. And I thought that was the reason why he was put in a box for a while, like in a plot box for a while. Oh, we, yeah. fixed, we fixed your teeth mm. and, and now you're healed up and you've you got to sit here and he does some training for a while. And I was like, well, how long was that bit yeah. you know and why? And, and why and i thought that was going to come back in later like oh he needs to not be around here while he's while, while he's, he's doing, doing something yeah in the, traveling in the future and past, we never got to whatever. see that and there's this mix of things so what i'm trying to say is that the movie started off he sees these like superpowers of making bullets like deciding to shoot guns backwards in time mm. and he, like deciding to make things fly around and act backwards and we hardly ever see that then we're promised oh the, he's fighting himself now again it wasn't made explicit mm-hmm. but it was kind of clear from a storytelling movie making point of you and i was like oh now we're gonna have the second half of the movie is gonna be the first half of the movie played out in reverse and he's always gonna be we're gonna be seeing stuff from the other side and that does happen a bit it happens in Tallinn, in estonia when they go back across to oslo mm-hmm. it happens a bit there and i thought oh and now we're gonna have that final showdown whatever because it was yeah. all about finding that final box and that was the, the, the last box was there in in the ukraine or whatever um, but it doesn't. It goes elsewhere. And it, it was fine where it went, but it just got messy. So I wanted to see more of the cool superhero stuff, yeah. which was literally forgotten about after the fir- like after the second scene of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Like he goes and speaks to the scientist. They explain she what's explains going everything. on. And then all of that might as well be forgotten. There was this one moment where they said, oh, because entropy goes backwards. So if there's fire, you get really cold. That was used once as a way and it didn't even need to be there. No reason for that to have been no, in there at he all. He didn't really, there wasn't any suffering point nope. where like, pff, I don't he know. Was never down he was never on the back foot there was never any time like that and so what we're left with is actually i thought a a kind of interesting story of um a a woman in a in an abusive relationship and her like trying to take control of that and failing many times if Mm. you know what i mean and and that i thought that was a that was kind of like for a while, that was the heart of the story, and then it wasn't about that anymore, and it was about the end of the world. Yes, and, but then the end of the world was like subsumed by her story. And over I there. think at that point, when it was about her and the painting, yeah, th- that never got really no. like that never got really an importance. It like, felt I like never so knew, much like, this, of this movie was written this... in there, and then was just sort of like, oh, we just don't have time for this. All yeah. this cool stuff about him, like learning how to be more willed and make things do as he wants mm-hmm. to, and and be able to shoot. Like to be able to take one of these backwards traveling weapons, but he's going forward in time and then using a backwards traveling weapon. Yeah, None, something that like might that. have that been in the that might have been in the movie. It seemed to a lot of that was cut out, and I kind of wish this was. A, I know it's weird to say this. I kind of wish this was like a first movie in a trilogy, mm. and this was just like just the a glimpse. Yeah, like I think this movie would have been much better if it was just him learning skills about how to make things go backwards in time Mm. or using backwards in time bullets and backwards in time stuff. And then like the very end of this movie was kind of like him fighting himself or whatever like that. And now you go on a mission. And Well, yeah. And now you're like, oh, my mission for the next movie is to go backwards in time Mm -hmm. through this movie. And of course, then we're we're a bit bit Avengers Endgame or whatever. The the situation with the the woman and uh, her... Un- like uncomfortably like I was I was I mean of course it is meant to be like that I was outraged how yeah. terrible that whole thing was but then I didn't understand the graveness of this painting that he puts it in front of her and says something 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 yeah. and the result the deal is that you can't see your 
boy son anymore. your yeah, son yeah. so that never really transported the graveness of like well, no because again it was whole... all suddenly being subsumed by a, a james bond save the end of the world save the world you know it's they just went oh mission impossible everything no matter what happens in mission impossible there's always a nuclear bomb or a doomsday device like some MacGuffin that they need to go and track down and get yes i'm fine with that time. i'm fine with that yeah. but this 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 whole storyline yeah with a painting that's important yep. so no, that I'm agreeing she with you. is... No, I'm agreeing with you. It she's... wasn't well handled. No, there was nothing there. Yeah. And uh, I'm just saying uh, it, felt honest, like, it felt like this was a three-hour movie that was cut down to a two-and-a-half-hour movie which and all of that was, stuff would have been... Yeah, that stuff might have maybe. been explored a bit more. Um, but I think the... What I... Two points where yeah. I think this movie handled really well was one, it wasn't a forced romance kind of thing put in there. Nope. That's I really like that because it's yeah. not always about romantic things, and in this case, there yeah. are other things more important. Yeah, saving the woman out of this b- abusive relationship. Yeah, and her saving herself at the end, kind of. Yeah. Um. Also. Oh no, no. She she, she took she, she took she full took, control of yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Um. But also the um the diversity of cast, and yeah. and I know I keep saying all of this, but it felt so natural that we had an Indian woman who turns out to, to be the weapons dealer and not her husband, yeah. and we had a black guy as the main uh, the main character and uh, an, an impressively skinny tall woman, <laughs> and uh, that's Elizabeth Debicki. I don't uh, know her. No, weirdly enough, John David Washington. I've never seen him in a movie. I, well, I've never seen any of these actors in like main parts of the movie. Um, Robert Pattinson. I've never seen him in a movie. Like no. I've never watched a Robin Pattinson movie and Elizabeth Debicki. Um, I've not seen. I don't know these actors. So of course when the main guy turns up you know he's the main guy like I've seen him in some posters for the movie yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson he turns up I didn't know he was like a main actor and I was no. like wow this guy's really cool he's got a lot of charisma where did this guy come yeah. from I was like oh no this is Robert Pattinson this is you know <laughs> I get it I get why he's like a he's gonna be a huge star because he he has that really you know cool English charisma like yeah. he's the next Batman you know there's, there's a reason yeah, why they yeah. can do that yeah you can definitely he's see, probably gonna see play that. it well and Elizabeth Debicki yeah like if you're going to cast someone who is a, a trophy wife to a Russian oligarch, she played that really well. Like that kind that of... That heels like, that she was in all yeah, the time. Like super oh tall, super thin, like beautiful, but also a good enough actor to play like At broken end, and yes. betrayed and triumphant yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Who else was in there as well? Oh yeah, Kenneth Kenneth Branagh as main bad guy, as, as Russian guy. What's his name? Andrei Sartol, a Russian oligarch who communes with the future. Mm. Um... I know it's Kenneth Branagh. He's a good actor, and I uh, might have had freakishly a th- like good. Some, what in some bits like he oh makes my you God. you make you he makes, he makes you, you uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Homer. But also, I mean, his accent was fine. Uh, but also, it, it, it's just one of those things where you just go, oh, like it took me a while, and we're like, oh, that that that's. That's Kenneth Branagh. Like it was one of those moments where you're like, "Oh right, okay, that's that's Kenneth Branagh." Right, okay, right. I, I've calibrated now to who I'm actually watching as yes. an actor. But I'm just saying, overall, it was really good to see a movie where I didn't immediately know all of the actors and who was important. Yeah. Like for example, it says here that um, 
uh, Clements Posey as Barbara, a scientist. Never didn't know who she was. Didn't know if she was going to be important enough. You know, Michael Caine turns up. Is he going to be a main actor? Like he is in is, quite a lot of is these. Is that is that uh, the guy from MI6 that he had a, a lunch with? Yeah, well, was no, he was. He was. He was Lord. He was Lord something. Uh, what does he say? Oh, no, uh, as, oh, Sir Michael Crosby, a British intelligence officer. Yeah, yeah so, that was him. Yeah. I, I think that was that was kind of like a fun like yeah. twinkle with the eye because yeah. he is like known to be like the yeah. back uh oh yeah he is the 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 connection the between link, yeah, yeah yeah between these between, between these worlds the, yes, between this movie yeah. yes so, so i thought that was fun yeah so acting wise and uh, so i know it seems like we're bagging on this uh, I, i've been bagging on this movie a lot like saying that it's you know i was disappointed in some ways however that is only in retrospect if you mm. know what i mean like mm. say the journey that this movie took me on which yeah. was here's this cool timey-wimey stuff you know that thing forget about that forget we've already forgotten about all these other cool things that we talked about no problem about that as soon as we know that humans can also go backwards through time that's all i cared about and i immediately worked out like not everything that was happen- gonna happen in the movie but yeah. nothing as soon as i saw somebody come out of a time machine i was not surprised by anything that happened because it was always like i've said before it's like not like i know exactly what's going to happen but i've got at any one point there's like three things that like three story way the ways that this story could play out yes and and, also, and it's I just think, one of those ways also i think if you are watching a movie and you are generally um you're generally pay attention to th- to things yeah you you will you will not miss things and by not missing things uh things will be like nicely put itself into place yeah um and it does it does it, it, it does it does it well in the room don't think about it too much afterwards yes, yes. um and don't be it's don't fun be, entertainment it's and fun so entertainment. certainly visually appealing and, and interesting it like is, just uh, from a movie yeah. making uh, perspective really uh, fresh and it different. is the visuals are good the action is good like i say i wanted it to just be a bit more the cool action with yeah. two people very close together in time one mm. person going forward and one person going backwards the person going backwards knows already what's going to happen mm-hmm. you know all that kind of and stuff and they, they can then move yeah. this this accordingly because yeah. they know what they they know what's going to yeah. happen so the the pre-knowledge of community like traveling backwards through time and also the visuals of someone practicing going back through time i wish the whole movie had just been scenes like that mm. and it unfortunately isn't because it does do that. We're going to do the whole first half of the movie back through time, but then it doesn't do that either. And it yeah. kind of failed a bit that way. Anyway, I'm repeating myself. So I just want to say, uh, fun movie, mm. worth watching. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is a lesser Nolan movie. I think his his uh, his better movies, The Prestige, Memento. Uh, Inception. Inception, yeah. I mean, again, that was his first big attempt at one of these big uh, Hollywood sci-fi uh, premise kind of movies. Yes. I think that's a better movie than this mm-hmm. in some ways. I think this might be a better movie than that in some ways. Yeah. But I actually remember seeing some tweets by um, by uh, John Siracusa, a podcaster, and mm-hmm. he said, uh, you ever uh, you ever make a mistake when cooking or something like that, where so, one time you uh, uh, overcook something. So the next time you try, like, I, I'm not going to just try and cook it the right amount. I'm going to try and undercook it. Yes. And then you, you do undercook it, but maybe you don't undercook it enough and it comes out well. He says the other time is like when you're, when you're serving in tennis, sometimes you were uh, like, you serve too far. Yeah. You, you keep putting it out at the back of the courts. So you're like, I'm just going to serve like at the net. Like I'm going to serve <laughs> 
at the net and you might just hit the top of the net but you might just clip the top of the net it might be that perfect ace all the way yeah, through yeah. and he says that that's what he feels like with this that with Inception and Interstellar it over explained all the time he's like alright let's just aim for the net and this one under explains too much yeah. and I don't think it does under explain I think it moves on quickly hmm. in a way that those other movies didn't move on quickly. Yeah, I think... I this think... movie doesn't have time like Interstellar to go, let's have a whole half hour of the movie just driving around some cornfields. Mm. Nope, no. don't, don't have time. No. Don't have time. No, no, no. You know, Yeah. even though it's a long movie. Yes, but on the other hand, it then feels um, like parts when under-explained and then parts were then yeah. suddenly like, oh shit, maybe the people didn't get it. Let's... let's yeah rub it in their faces no yeah. i don't think it is i think they film that scene and we're like this do this is incoherent this doesn't work but we spent all this money and this is the scene yeah let's get these actors back and say <laughs> like we'll do we'll get them to sit down and we're going to reshoot maybe they didn't but it felt like a late addition either to the script or to the movie making process mm. when they said this isn't clear enough mm. let's literally sit all of the actors and all the characters in down a room. in a room mm. together explain what's going on mm. tell them about the color code like really really explain it i it, that feels like a product of some test screenings or some in, yeah, maybe. maybe not studio invention because i know that nolan doesn't get studio notes but it does feel like some test screening kind of stuff yeah um, no yeah i think so yeah so yeah i don't think it over explains i just think it moves on quickly it explains everything exactly once and then moves on yes so i don't think this That's is true. i don't think this is a miss i think it's a hit but it is it, it is no it's no uh prestige it's no dark knight it's no it's not even batman begins like it's not <laughs> like all of those things i have like stronger connections with yeah. all of those but it was fun to watch it was fun certainly but I probably never need to see it again. I don't I don't think there's any... Like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'll watch it again and I'll notice this thing in the background. I think I've got it all. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. I don't, but it feels like I've got it all. And yeah. there's many movies, especially time travel movies, where you're like, oh, no, you've got to go back. And in the background, this person was there all along. I just don't feel like that this movie was attempting that. Yeah. It was more like, here's some cool action. Yes. And I was, in, I was pleased with the action. Exactly. Although I'm very annoyed how long people drive like these people are carrying nuclear waste in yeah. a vehicle and a car pulls out behind them and overtakes them. They would immediately change course. Another car comes out and starts driving aside them. They would immediately brake and get out of that situation or accelerate out of that situation. It so annoys me how much contempt Christopher Nolan has for like security guards or drivers, like professional drivers who their job is to drive with nuclear, fissionable nuclear material. They wouldn't just drive in these vehicles and then in the first place. Uh, well, to be honest, I don't really mind that because actually they weren't traveling with fissionable material. They were traveling with some time travel um, device thing. Wasn't that plutonium stuff? No, it wasn't plutonium. It was that box. And then when you link all nine of them together, you can stop time. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't convinced. Yeah, I wasn't no, convinced. Me but I think we we now we're done. get back to to where we what we said before. So yep. I think it's worth watching. Uh, it's a it's a fun. Oh, and I looked up. Uh, and I was looking up here as well. You know, yesterday I was like, who's that guy with the big beard? I couldn't recognize the mm. big beard guy. That's um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. Um, who is known for um, being uh, Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron. He's also in, he's the main character of Kick-Ass. And he's in other other movies as well. Mm -hmm. He was in Nowhere Boy 
and uh, he's also uh, the the main soldier in the Godzilla movie um, as well. Mm-hmm. So I I knew him, but he has a big beard. I didn't recognize him straight away. Yeah. But he's a yeah he's a he's a he's a cool actor, another charismatic person. And I think that's what Nolan can do. He can just get these great actors, and they're like, oh, you're only going to be on screen for like five minutes, but we want you to be a person who, when we make the sequel to this movie, which is actually going to be set in the f- in the past of this movie like we're gonna we're gonna you're actually gonna be doing this stuff with these guys Mm -hmm. in the run-up to this Mm -hmm. movie so every sequel to Tenet is gonna happen in the past of no in yeah in the past of this movie Mm -hmm. you might be a bigger character in the future and uh, it's gonna be you know you're gonna shave off your beard and you're gonna be one of the one of the cool guys in the gang you know so I can totally see that yeah all right that's it let's wrap it up there yeah cool I give this movie thumbs up even though I had lots of negative things to say about it. I have to review a movie by what I felt like as I was watching it and what I felt like immediately finishing watching it. And this was a good movie that was satisfying. Yes. And sometimes a good movie that is satisfying is is purely purely popcorn (laughs) entertainment. And I don't want this. I don't want that really so much from novels that often. Like sometimes I do. But I want a novel to make me think, especially a novel about time travel or a novel about this or that or time. And this, I don't want that. I want some cool action sequences. I want some fun things where people shoot guns backwards in time. Good entertainment. and, And drive cars backwards in time. Nolan style. Nolan style. No, I want some good Nolan style action and Nolan gave it to me, which I'm I'm cool with. All right, that's it. Okay, good. Any any uh, other blurbs, things no, to say? No, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. I'm at Luke Burge on those places. Juliana is on those places too at J-U-K-U Berlin. Um, also, do something, something, Come, uh, something. Goodreads. Yeah, Talk Goodreads. Talk to us there. Uh, send us a message on Goodreads. Um, I started reading that book. Dark. Yeah, this is not whatever. a book episode. This is a movie episode. No, but just in... Yeah, okay, yeah. We always say it. The, places uh, in the darkness. Yes. Is what we read it. So 20% um, now. So. Yeah, cool. I'm about 20% into my book that I'm reading as well. Cool. Um, uh, thanks a lot to our Patreon supporters. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a massive, I'm not kidding, like a massive, massive, massive help having Patreon supporters this year. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our regular supporters. There's quite a few of you out there at, at the um, $1 a level, $5 uh, and uh, $10, a few $10 and, and some amazing and some dollars. More. Yeah, some great amounts. So I just want to say thank you so, so much. It's absolutely fantastic, the support that we've had. Um, and yeah, and we wouldn't be doing this without you. Um, in fact, to be honest, there's quite a few things that I wouldn't do even if I didn't pay for them. Science fiction book review podcast. I've been doing it long enough now. That I released probably a, would. I released a musical project, which is a, a song that I wrote uh, 10 years ago called Future Luke. And yeah, this is a kind of timey. Oh, I should have opened the podcast. Uh, opened Aww. the podcast talking about f- me talking to future Luke, and True, then me looking back. Ah, oh, damn! This would have been a great Normally way this into is your 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 stick to like yeah. get into. Hadn't thought about it enough. Uh, so yeah. in 2010, here's my my final um, uh, tenet kind of thing. In 2010, I wrote a song about what my life was like 10 years previously, in when I was working in previous jobs. In I uh, reference back in uh, uh, 1998, the job that I had then, and then the job that I had in 2002 and then in 2010 how my life had changed and then also looking forward asking future luke how is life in 2020 yeah um hello future luke how is life 2020. in 2020 and now we're in 2020 it even says the final verse of that was like in 2020 future luke will sing this final verse and it goes he'll say how you know say what's happening is like i didn't actually do that because to be honest, that was never really the plan it was more like referencing the future and saying luke 2020 Luke, check in with 2010 Luke. And yeah. so I made a video, put it up on YouTube. So if yeah, you, you want to check it out, you want to check it out on YouTube there, go to youtube.com 
forward slash Luke Burridge. I also posted it yeah. on Instagram. Um, but yeah, check out my future Luke video and it's a little cool thing like that. That's the kind of thing that the Patreon supporters uh, uh, help as well with because that just yeah. allows me to go, all right, you know, there's other things that I could be doing, but this is, you know, this is a, a project which, you know, the Patreon supporters allowed me to st- keep doing even this year when... Yeah. when uh, yeah, when, yeah, when I'm sure. not earning money elsewhere. So thank you very much to all our Patreon supporters. If you want to support us as well, go to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. Again, partly, uh, I'd say mostly it's meant for juggling projects, but also it's for these other musical projects and science fiction book review podcast kind of adjacent projects. So. Well, it's something for for, for you as yeah. a, a person that does yeah, yeah. lots of things. Well, that's the thing. It's not forward slash SFBRP yes. or forward slash juggling podcast. It's forward yeah. slash Luke Burridge, in other exactly. words. Me and you. my project. So yes. hopefully people enjoy that. All right, we've been going almost an hour. Let's wrap it up there. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.